four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care. Maybe you should care. Welcome back. Hey everyone, I said it again. Um, this is Dee Dee. I'm Jackson. And this is our third attempt at an episode of Maybe, maybe You, you Should, Should Care. Care. So thanks for maybe listening to this. What's up? <laughs> well, today I think we're going to start uh, the first episode in a little series of covering the 2020 uh, Democratic presidential candidates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole reason we started this is to make politics more approachable for young people because I can't blame you guys for being confused and wanting to not care about politics. So in our attempt to get people to care, I've been asking my friends, like, what do you want to know about or would you be interested in this? And the number one thing I keep hearing is what's going on with the 2020 election? There are a lot of candidates. There are a lot of candidates and a lot of issues and a lot of varying opinions i'd say in the democratic party yeah. and also i think just a general like consensus of panic of beating <laughs> trump yeah um, yeah there's definitely like i think there are a lot of stakes but at the same time i think there's so much happening that it's so easy to just say nah fuck it i'm not even gonna bother at this point but hopefully i think i mean as of the time we're recording this there was um the results for the third debate have come in about mm -hmm. who's qualified. So yeah. hopefully the field will be getting progressively smaller and more, I don't know, approachable. Yeah. A little easier to understand because I don't, I don't know. I don't know all 20 candidates who are running. Oh my God, no. Even my poli-sci professors keep being like, wait, what? Oh, that person's running? Who's that? Because it's a lot. But like um, Jackson said, you have to have a certain amount of like money and donors and I think a certain percentage in the polls in yeah, order yeah, to, to qualify, qualify yeah, for, for the ongoing debates. Yeah. So uh, one person just dropped out, Kirsten Gillibrand, after yeah, the last New round. Yeah, senator. Yeah, and lots of people have been dropping out as we go. But she had right a good now, run. Yeah, she I mean, fine. I didn't dislike her. I think No, she I didn't dislike her. She was very... Hi. I yeah. don't know. I think that it's hard because with such a large field, I think every candidate kind of gets a question of like, is this really the best we can do? Not saying mm -hmm. that she's not like a great candidate or anything, just there's 20 other people. And I think that other candidates are kind of higher up on people's awareness yeah. list. And also I mean, just, it takes a yeah. lot to run a successful campaign. So much money. So, much, so money. much money. And it doesn't come from people like us. You know, it doesn't even come from wealthy people. It comes from the super duper rich. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, an interesting thing that might be happening in this election. And I'm guessing it's going to happen in like continuous elections from here on out is the lack of um, like corporate donations. I think there's mm -hmm. a trend. I think it's kind of largely led by like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren of the not accepting corporate PAC money and really focusing on individual donors. Yeah. Um, a kind of translation for that is it, it's only been happening in the last couple decades where a lot of this campaign money is coming from the 1% and from mm -hmm. large corporations as opposed to regular people. Because mm -hmm. as the United States economy gets less and less regulated when it comes to the super rich and as we become more of a bit of a capitalist 
economy and a bit of a capitalist culture, because that has mm-hmm. been increasing the last few decades, campaigns is overwhelmingly about politics. And with the combination of like cameras and social media, it also mm-hmm. becomes a lot about appearances, which also requires more money. So, mm-hmm. Well, and also I think that there's just really loose like campaign finance regulation. Yeah, they can um, do whatever they want. Well, they can yeah. do whatever they want, but they can accept money from pretty much whoever. Kind of, yeah, 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 and like the existence of like super PACs just seems kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I'm hoping that there'll be kind of a trend now of more individual donors and small dollar donors. Um, I know, I think Bernie Sanders is currently like the lead with individual donors and as also opposed to funders. the super rich, yeah, or, like individual yeah. companies. Um, and so I and I also think that that would be like a really good indicator of like people's chances and like where they stand and mm-hmm. you know i think yeah. that if you're willing to donate for someone you're also probably fairly willing to vote for them you yeah know? we're trying to take our voices back here people come on sure i like that baby. yeah we love <laughs> grassroots movements at least we're trying our best because it is a critical time but yeah. all of that being said that was kind of our election intro Spiel. we're gonna be talking about in this episode hopefully for a shorter amount of time we're just gonna for the next few episodes talk about individual candidates who are have a chance of being the nominee and yeah. just some information about them so their background where they stand on like certain key issues mm-hmm. for them um where they are in the polls and just a little bit about them yeah, and so like hopefully yeah. you can listen to this and then say wow i like that person maybe i'll go vote and then we'll have more young people voting and wow so can fun. you imagine that a <laughs> crazy concept i barely um, can <laughs> fuck um yeah so we're going to be talking about um, the one, the only, Mayor Pete Buttigieg Mayor first. Mayor Pete. Yeah, Amen. he's first up on our uh, long list of candidates to cover. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Um, and we're getting a lot of this information. We want to share, like, the websites that we've been using, mainly that Jackson's been using because he's researching this one, um, and all of, like, the kind of resources that we are utilizing to get to know these candidates. But maybe if you're like, wow, I'm so bored, you can go do peruse an article yeah, or two peruse. or listen to an interview so or Jackson, two. So Jackson, what do you like to look at when it comes to 2020 election? Okay, this is just what I do. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. It just seems like it's fine. All right. So usually just like check out a candidate's website, right? That it's seems like standard. Side note about Pete Buttigieg's website, which is something cool I saw on it that I didn't see on many other candidates' websites, mm-hmm. was he has like this design toolkit section of his website where you can like customize his logo in like different colors and different fonts. And he has like pre-approved images for people to use and like um, different signs that are like hand-drawn by people in that specific state for a specific it's state. so like, millennial-oriented. Yeah, it really is. And, like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's very, I don't know, it's kind of fun to play around yeah, with. Yeah, definitely um, go check out people's <laughs> websites. They're really interesting. And yeah, they have cute it's merch. It's cool to see, like, what different candidates kind of focus on and, like, their different strategies on their website. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, think, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, another great website um, that I think is good for kind of just, like, figuring out the differences between candidates is the uh, Crooked Media website. Um, obviously, they're, like, a little liberal, but, like, I don't pretty know. Liberal. But they're pretty liberal, but, but also it, it's a Democratic primary, so, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. No better yeah. place to look than the liberals I don't themselves. Know. And, like, that being said, the stuff that's on there is very like they're just stating like the candidates background their position on their top like three issues um a f- 
good quote they have, um, a funny tweet of theirs. There's really, like, fun little drawings and illustrations of them. It's very wholesome. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, and, like, most of the candidates have been on um, Pod Save America, so their episodes also featured there. So that's, like, another thing I looked at um, when looking up information about Mayor P. I watched his interview. Um, I really like Pod Save America interviews. Um Another great tool, if you just want to, like, get a vibe of where everyone's at, is um, Politico has this uh, 2020 Dems, like, tracker that I think is kind of fun, where it um, tracks, like, where all the candidates stand on issues, where they are in the polls, what endorsements they have, the money that they raise, which is really interesting, and they, like, break down with their biggest expenditure. There's a lot of fun stuff. We'll get into it with Pete, because I looked at a lot of this for him. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, and then... Oh, yeah, There's, go. Wasn't there one more? Well, did you Probably, do political oh, and? the NPR. Yeah. NPR Oh, I'm politics. such an NPR ho. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this earlier, but it's so hard to find stuff on there. Like, yeah, their website. Like, okay, I love NPR, but they're definitely run by not super duper young people, which is all good because they are some of the best journalists in the world. But their website is so complicated so there's that but <laughs> npr politics has like an ongoing series where they interview candidates on the road and like the episodes aren't episodes aren't super long um and they're like good i like mm-hmm. them yeah it, okay. it's like a little more personable they also talk about like key issues and stuff it's i don't know we love it it's a fun way to check them out if you're just want to peruse some candidates <laughs> um, as we do <laughs> as we do and Without okay. further ado, Take it Mr. Away. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, um, the Harvard and Oxford Rhodes Scholar, uh, speaks a bunch of languages. Where's he from? Um, South Bend, Indiana, where he's the mayor. Uh, fun fact, he got elected a mayor when he was 29 Wait, in 2011. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's like young. Um <laughs> And while he was mayor, he um, took a leave of absence and served in Afghanistan as an intelligence officer and um, on the Navy Reserve, um, where he served as a lieutenant for seven months. Well, um, yeah, and so he ran for re-election in 2015, and that's when he came out. And I believe around the time when he got married to Chastin, who did he come out during the campaign? He came out during the campaign nice. and won re-election with 80%. Okay, Which cool. is, like, wild. That's yeah. about 80%. I mean, that's, like, about wild. Progress. And that's Indiana. That's a Indiana. small town in Indiana, right? Yeah. Mike Pence. Mike Pence is the governor of Indiana. Yeah. Or he was the governor of Indiana. Yeah. He, there's, um, Pete Buttigieg has some great clips and just, like, lines of him talking about, like, the difference between him and Mike Pence at both mm. being from Indiana and he yeah. has really kind of positioned himself in like opposition to Mike Pence on a lot of issues. And I think that, I don't know, there's definitely a huge yeah, contrast well, between I, the two. I feel like Pete Buttigieg has really been trying to, and this is something I think all Democrats need to do right now if they ever want to be in the White House again. But it seems like he's really trying to rebrand patriotism. Oh, You know yeah. what I mean? Because there is definitely a stigma in you know, when it, it seems like there's a stigma as a liberal for you to be like, wow, I love America because obviously Mm -hmm. we have so many issues that it'd be easy to say, not fuck this place. Mm -hmm. But I like that Mayor Pete is truly like, yeah, I'm from Indiana. I am from the Midwest. I served my country, but I love my country and I'm gay, but I love my country and I'm running for president because I want to help you. And I think that whole Mike Pence comparison just Mm -hmm. goes to show that there are many ways to express patriotism. Yeah. Well, a few, like, I think that goes perfectly with, like, kind of, not to get all Trumpy, but, um, <laughs> like, with what Trump's basically saying about, like, the, um, 
the quote-unquote squad and like AOC, Ilhan Omar, Shia Tlaib, uh, Ayanna Presley, like critique, viewing any type of criticism as like anti-American or like as a bad thing when I think that criticism is an inherently like patriotic thing. I think that means that you care enough that you want to make it better and like Mm -hmm. recognizing that it's not perfect yet. It'll never, nothing will ever be perfect. So it's, I think, why not make continuous strides forward? And I don't think that concerns and critiques and ideas for how to do that are like a bad thing but yeah and no and mayor p is (laughs) definitely i think focused on that his um issues are broken down he kind of like places them in one of three categories of like freedom security or democracy it's like really on his website yeah okay and um he's also um religious he's married you know i and um he speaks a lot about like his faith so i think you're right i think he's really trying to kind of reclaim things that have become, like, Republican, like, I don't know, I feel like religion's become much more of a Republican mm-hmm, issue, and um, so has, like, patriotism. So, yeah, I think he's doing his best to, like, reclaim those issues so and, like, speak doing? about it. <laughs> I mean, he's he's doing it, man. Um, like, okay, yeah, like, we'll just get into some of his issues, I guess. Um, because all candidates run on specific issues and promises that they think is the yeah. most important thing to fix and they express that and hopefully that's how people vote yeah like trump i mean a lot of people voted for him with the whole build the wall thing yeah so let's let's speak a little peaky peak. well i think the first thing that kind of sticks out is he talks about democracy reform a lot and so with that he wants to replace the electoral college Mafia which reform is a big phrase democracy democracy reform reform. yeah so within that he wants to replace electoral college which i think kind of that idea gained a lot of popularity after trump won yeah um which would you want to explain the electoral college in a nutshell basically the electoral college and popular vote are two separate things so different states have a different number of electoral voters and that Mm -hmm. wow i just hit the mic hard you're welcome (laughs) listeners um but yeah so essentially they don't always coincide so you can have a candidate like hillary clinton who got three more into like three more million votes Mm -hmm. than donald trump did but he won states that won him the electoral college right and when you hear people say like oh they won the popular vote but didn't win the presidency that happens and pete and often that when that happens, it doesn't benefit a lot of minority voters and yeah. a lot of liberal, more leaning states. It tends to be something that usually benefits conservatives. So yeah. he wants to reform that? Yeah, so he wants to get rid of the Electoral College. He also wants to restructure the Supreme Court, which I, I, I think is kind of like a co- not common idea because not a lot of candidates talk about it. Like, I think there's consensus that it's flawed because of how partisan it's become yeah um and there's that huge risk of it so but that's also such a hard issue to solve so like one of his um ideas for reforming that would be adding um more would be adding five democrat justices five republican justices and then five justices that were unanimously approved by the other five which Seems like a lot. Like, I don't have a better solution, but that solution seems like a lot. But that being said, he is proposing solutions. And I think that he was also open to other ideas, but that was just one of the things I heard him talking about. Like, going back to clarify 
whatever the frick frack is up with the Supreme Court. So it is supposed to be the branch of government that is the most neutral and they it's don't apolitical. really apolitical. They don't yeah. really get involved in modern politics and that's why they have lifelong um like appointments. Appointments. It's like if you're a Supreme Court you can mm. you you can be a justice until you either pass away or you choose to retire. And that's mm -hmm. so that they don't get involved with mainstream politics. But a really, you know, in my opinion, horrifying thing that happened a few years ago was when um, uh, Brett, uh, sorry, not Brett Kavanaugh, um, Antonin that. Scalia, a very notoriously conservative judge uh, or justice, passed away while Obama was still president. And he had about a year before his presidency was up, which should be plenty, maybe a little less than a year, but it was still plenty of time for him to nominate a new judge go through the whole process in the Senate to get it approved and then have him, you know, fill that seat because that's what the Constitution says. If if a president has a yeah. vacancy, he fills it. And then it got controversial because Mitch McConnell decided just to never host that hearing in the Senate and he's in charge of scheduling those things. And so that's just an example of how partisanship does seep its way into the Supreme Court because mm -hmm. then this seat was open until they... Trump won, and then Trump was able to fill that seat with his pick, which was Brett Kavanaugh. Regardless of whether or not you're a conservative or Republican, people recognize that, hey, that's not actually a democratic process, and that benefited a political party. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the motivation behind wanting to change the Supreme Court. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long explanation, no, but that, I think it's important to recognize. Good, yeah, no, that's, yeah. And another thing, too, that I think is interesting is that changing the number of justices in the Supreme Court, like... Is allowed like in the Constitution, it it's not specifically stated. So, I think like the last person who changed it was FDR. Sure, that's a shot in the dark. Sure. But I like it. Yeah, cool guy. We'll see. I'll Google we'll that see. later. We'll see. Someone Google it. Um, yeah. So he's really into democracy reform. Um, another key issue that he's taken up is foreign policy, um, which I think makes sense when you look at how Trump's handling foreign policy. Wait, I'm so sorry to go back. I go have back. a question. Go, go, go. Structural change, like democratic reform. Okay. Isn't that a unique thing to Pete? Like no other candidates are looking at that big of a picture? Um, I I think some can't, I don't know. I think Warren might be looking at some pretty okay. hefty reforms. Um, well, and I think other, I, but I think it's interesting is that he might have a bold vision in this one area, but mm -hmm. then another candidate might have a bolder vision for climate change than he does or yeah. a bolder vision for health. I guess everyone's just so trying to make themselves has, stand out. Yeah. So I think that you're right that he probably has taken the most head on approach to, or been one of the more vocal critics of like, the Supreme Court and Electoral College. Um, yeah. But I, they're more silent in like other areas, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about on, you know, on their end, but I, I remember reading or listening to an interview with Pete Buttigieg, and he basically said, the reason I care about big picture democracy reform is because the system that we live in is broken. If mm -hmm. people want something to happen, even if an overwhelming amount of people want it to happen, the majority, yeah. it doesn't seem to be happening with like within our own yeah. government. So isn't he basically saying that before we fix any other issues, we exactly. have, to have to fix these big picture issues? Yeah, which but, is... a it's I, great. Yeah, I love that. But then idea. other people right, are like, yo, I understand that, Mr. Smarty Pants, but I need to get my kid through college. Healthcare. Healthcare. The planet. Yeah. You know, so I think that kind of taps into his almost yeah. well, elitism, which we can talk about later. Yeah, I think that that definitely is a problem for him. Um, yeah, he. I mean, he's also pretty strong, I'd say, on, like, climate change. He's in favor of joining the Paris Climate Agreement again, which I don't... 
I don't know. I mean, if you're a Democrat, I think you're in favor of that yeah. at this point. Um, Sorry, I just want a big tangent. Yeah. I just, his whole d- democratic reform thing. Yes. Is, it's a lot. It's a lot. Does it work? I mean, obviously we agree with it in some well, ways. I, here's my thing with it, I think. And like, I want to stay as neutral as possible here. Um, I think that he's absolutely right. That if before anything else gets done, that this is a major issue. And I think that it's smart to look at the big, big overarching issue yeah like why is everyone Um, mad (laughs) but i again i'm just i'm not sure if adding more supreme court justices and trying to make them political and then also apolitical i don't know that's a lot and also i don't know if they ever could all agree on a justice i don't know i don't know what the solution is but i don't know if i necessarily think that that's the best solution um well, he's well, trying something. He's really doing he's, his best. He's, he's out up. here. Um, okay, anyway, continue to your next thing. My yeah, apologies. sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else he's said that's, like, important. He has a really interesting stance on... Well, not interesting, but his stance on healthcare is kind of this Medicare for all who want it idea, which I think is kind of an interesting way to brand mm-hmm. it. And I think that, like that's a very palatable yeah <laughs> yeah like I, I think who could that, disagree with that <laughs> yeah and i think that there's certainly a really really strong case to be made for like medicare for all or a single payer system but mm-hmm. I, I think what he's saying is like a pretty it, it it's a step in the right direction i guess yeah. and his thinking with it too is that if he is correct and that a government option is better than a private insurance Mm -hmm. then over time people will just switch over yeah or it'll force private insurance to become way more competitive you know so i i think that there's also a really strong case to be made there too Mm. um but i just i don't know i think he phrases it in a very concise way no one disagree with that medicare for all who want it yeah if you want it great you don't cool whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I think that he's a really interesting candidate. He also, I think, gets talked about a lot, especially for, like, not polling especially high. Yeah, what's up with the polls? Where How's he doing? He's, I would say, generally around fifth in, like, most polls. He's okay. going at, like, around five. So you have, like, Biden, Sanders, Warren, um, maybe Harris. Um, and then Pete usually, okay. yeah, is kind so of So he's not doing I'm that saying. well. No, I mean, he's... It's a crowded field, all, think, all things considered, for being, like, a young mayor. He's doing, like, surprisingly well, but he's also not, like, well, the highest Well, he just has so much candidate. money. He has the second amount of money after Joe Biden. Yeah, he's which raised... Which he should be doing better, maybe. As of um, July 15th, according to the FEC reports, he raised $24.9 million, mm-hmm. which is, like, a lot of money. Um, and who's giving him this money? Well, 4.8 million of that came from donors who gave, um, 2,800 in the primary, um, which is like the maximum that they could give. Um, so he has, he's also, I think, gotten a little bit of criticism for holding a lot of fundraisers, um, compared to like Sanders or Warren. Is that bad to have a lot? Um, yes. And I think it depends on like the type of fundraisers like Joe Biden. I think it's a similar criticism of having like high dollar fundraisers that aren't seen as like accessible to people. Going back really. to the big money yeah, versus yeah. personal money so, thing. Okay. Yeah. I think that there's kind of more of a trend in some candidates, definitely not all of them, but some of them of leaning more on like online small dollar donors. Yeah. Um, so I, and I think Pete's doing a good job of that, but he also, I think, might take more large money than some of the other candidates. Yeah, do. my guess is he's just scrappy and trying to get ahead, but that's speculation. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he doesn't really have the name pull that these other people do. He He's a mayor, and a lot of people have been criticizing him, saying, could a mayor possibly handle the presidency? That, that's, that's, I think, the biggest issue with him. I think if he had more, like, time in office, yeah. people, he would be maybe polling better. But he is such a little newbie. He's a mayor of a mid to small size town. Yeah. You know, it's, Yeah. I know that, but it is interesting that he's pulling so much better than like Bill De Blasio, who's like the mayor of New York. New York, so like yeah. not, and I think that there's there's something very charismatic about Pete Buttigieg. I think he's super smart, very well spoken, um, likable. I think, mm-hmm. um, but I think you're right. Like I just his biggest criticism, I think, is a lack of experience. And there's also been like controversy in his hometown um fairly recently over like a police shooting that happened on june 16th um where ryan o'neill who's a white police officer shot eric logan um who the officer claims had a knife but then the officer's body camera was off and then afterwards so a police brutality yeah yeah yeah. that's so sad um and Buttigieg got a lot of criticism for how he handled it he got asked about on the debate stage and had this kind of answer of just like if I could have done more, I could have, like, I wish I could have, I didn't get more done because I couldn't, like, yeah, yeah I mean, um, that happens all over, all over, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ah. but I think that when you're Sounds a mayor, sad. an issue like that happening in your town becomes right. maybe a it's lot, very personal, yeah, yeah, like, Cory Booker, for example, also got some criticism about some of the stuff that happened when he was a mayor, but New York, so, New York? Newark, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, But since then, he's also been a senator, and he has, like, a longer resume, so it's like there's more to look at there. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Well, on the topic of criticisms, the other thing that, I mean, we were just watching, like, this spoof of The View interviewing Pete Buttigieg on SNL, and the whole, like, kind of, the butt of the joke there was that he's so definitely not the average American in the sense that he has a Harvard and an Oxford, right? Education. Yeah. He's extremely intellectual. And I think that that's why people, like, I, I, they a feel lot a of, little discount. He feels a little elitist. A little. Too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's actually elitist, but, you know, a yeah. lot of people complain that President Obama was so smart that he wasn't relatable. And Pete Buttigieg is also a super smart guy, so I think he kind of mm-hmm. falls into that category. Yeah. Just okay, like, yeah. yeah. I could definitely see that. I mean, yeah. he is one of President Obama's, like, not necessarily protégés. No, but, but I, yeah, yeah. Ta- Obama talked about him like a while ago, saying yeah. that he was like a rising figure in the Democratic Party. I, I believe think. I would have to super double check this, but when Obama left office, he like kind of made this like list for the Democratic yeah. Party, just to the public, saying these are the people that I think could have a future in the Democratic Party so far. Mm-hmm. And Pete Buttigieg was on it. Yeah. So like pretty early yeah. on too in his career. Yeah. These are just kind of the pros and cons of the guy. Yeah, I I don't know. I would be. Pete. Oh my god, I th- we talk a lot about how he would maybe be a great th- vice president choice for a yeah, ticket. I think he'd be good for that. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I think every single Democrat running right now has a lot of pros and cons. Um, some definitely more than others. Um, but at the end of the day, they're all, I think, better than Trump. So I think that's also important to remember so that true. like, while there's certainly things to criticize him about, it's better than that's not a great reason to vote for someone but it's a reason i think it's a factor to be aware of that this kind of vote blue no matter who i think in the prime no matter who i've never heard that but joy behar watch the view man um phenomenal she's great um (laughs) 
Yeah, where it's like, I think in the primaries, vote for whoever, whichever candidate speaks to you the most. That's what vote it should be about. Authentically. I mean, yeah. we'll get to the Joe Biden debate or conversation. Not even debate. It's not that big a deal. But the Joe Biden conversation later. Yeah. But it comes down to, our, like, you know, a lot of people are saying, I just want to vote for whoever could be Trump. That's so true. I'm terrified. Do it in You're the general. Terrified. Do it in the general. Just wait. Vote your heart in the primary, yeah, I say. And I, then when it comes time to, like, push on forward. We need push. an excite, like someone who's excitable, who yeah. everyone could get behind and be like, oh, hell yeah, let's and, vote for him instead of Trump. So vote with your heart. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know what? That might be Pete Buttigieg after this. Who knows? Smart guy. Seems yeah. fine. Check out his website. Check out NPR, Politico, Crooked. He has two dogs named Truman and Buddy. And Fun a fact. super cute husband named Chastin. 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 He's so funny on yeah. Twitter. He's one of my... Favorite. Oh, they're so, they're so good at they're great at social Twitter. media. I'll give they're them that much. They're very good at social media. Yeah. yeah, go follow them. Yeah, give them a follow and peruse his website. Peruse, give I a should... buck or two if you like him. If not, well, you got twenty other to pick from. <laughs> yeah. Also, vote blue no matter who is going to be stuck in my head forever now. So I'll try not to say that too much. Yeah, but that's great. Well, thank you for maybe caring if you listen to this. Please, maybe you should care. We appreciate it, and we'll be back soon with more candidates. Woo!